0: coverage beginning 30 minutes prior to kickoff of each home game here on 91.7 FM U92.
1: WWVU FM Morgantown.
2: was 700 fence posts from your place to ours.
0: Neither
3: one of us was old enough to drive a car. Welcome back in here on U92. It's the Sports Night block. We're talking West Virginia men's basketball now. Daniel and Luke, uh, I can't say rollover in their graves because they're alive, but are just disappointed in me as the country music is the intros tonight as we come back from break. Uh, Ben Mackey would be proud, but Daniel Woods and Luke Wiggs, not so much, guys. I know you don't know them, but those were the old guys in charge around here when I was just a youngin last year, uh, so long ago. But them a lot. Were you
4: youngin with the beard, too? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> he always had that beard. I,
3: I remember, no, it was really funny. So, you know, we come back for orientation in the fall, right? Yeah. And I literally drive up that morning to come move in and everything <laughs> from orientation. Or no, no, I'd moved in the week before, and then I'd come back, and, like, school started the next day, orientation, was that morning? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I wake up at, like, 5 a.m., and I leave Columbus, Mm -hmm. and I drive down to here or whatever, and I walk into orientation, and I sit down by Ben, and he looks at me really weird, he's like, "Who, who are you, you know, who are you? And I said, "What?" He goes, "Oh my God, it's you!" I said, "Yeah." He didn't. I, I had no beard. I just had the mustache, and he he did not have any idea. That's funny. So that is yeah, really they funny. He knew me based off of that last year. Nice. <laughs> um, nice, nice, nice. You wish you could have one like mine,
2: Sean.
4: See, mine just—I—I I, I don't like the you way keep it high feels. I—I I, I, yeah, yeah, I shave yeah? mine. Yeah, I do.
3: You just shave it down there with a the razor? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I, don't,
4: I don't... Yeah, know. Oh, I, I don't, I've never let it go as far as yours has. No, this is now. the farthest it's gone. This started See, yeah, I've, I've never... Me. The farthest it would go was maybe like... Nobody has any idea what
3: at. we look like. Mine's about three inches off my face at this point. Yeah,
4: you roast me because I probably don't look like I, what I look like on my Twitter profile
3: yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, look I'm up, Sean Tansky on Twitter is uh, <laughs> sophomore year
4: high school. No, no, it is senior year now, of is high you school. you in senior year? Yes, that you is You look like McLovin. Year. Catholic high school. I wasn't you, allowed to grow you, facial hair. You look like. Mc- wait, 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 <laughs> oh wait. Pause, goodness. wait. I just picked that up. Hey, play us like that? That's what I look like? That's
3: fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Sean needs to update Man. that thing bad. Yeah. Uh, Anise, I say once a year on the profile picture update. What do you? What do you? Oh, uh, I change like it every like every, every, five, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> every yeah. five minutes. Yeah, every five minutes. how often do you update the profile picture?
5: Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's my When he creates high his basketball. account,
3: <laughs> creates yeah, his account. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Oh,
5: Actually, I'm going to change my profile picture to just a picture of you. So, yeah. <laughs>
3: okay. Well, I'm in Hamilton's profile picture. Oh, really? You yeah, are. You made it, made it. You made a big. Ah, oh, okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this men's basketball team. Let's do it. Texas on Saturday, really fun. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I don't pin the whole thing on them. Well, yeah, uh, I think the officiating was really,
4: yeah, yeah. really poor. And, and you know, we say that every time,
3: but watch the game. Yeah, it, it's true.
4: Yeah, th- like I definitely feel at least watching Big Twelve basketball the past couple years. I th- I don't think there's another conference that I see get. As upset with officiating crews, and I do mm-hmm. Big Twelve. Not just for West Virginia, but watching any other team play each other in Big Twelve, people just have gripes with the officiating in the Big Twelve. And I get, you know, that's an excuse to an extent, but really, sometimes when refs are openly affecting the game or costing the game, that's when it gets really frustrating. Um, you know, back back at the TCU game, yep. There was calls going against TCU in the first half that definitely benefited West Virginia more, and then during the second half, I felt like that script was completely swapped. Um, So again, I don't like using that as like that's sort of like low hanging fruit there. But no, it really is some games, especially this year. Again, not to make excuses, but. I agree with you, Tanner. Watch the game sometimes and look at some of the calls and or no calls, and you'll really see why.
1: No, being at that – so I was at TCU and then Texas, and standing in this you know, student section, all these calls, I didn't think that it could get any worse. Like The refs were just making awful, awful calls against West Virginia. You said they made them against TCU too, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like they were affecting us a little bit more <laughs> and they were being a little bit – more heavy-handed towards us, and then going to this Texas game, it was like deja vu, but ten times worse. <laughs> it was every other play was getting called, you know, under review. It was just awful being there.
3: Yeah, um, it was seven or eight forty-six when there was two minutes left in the game, and it was nine thirty when the game ended. Yep, uh, it, it's. Completely unacceptable. I was sitting there next to Jonathan and and Luke Blaine. uh, They were writing for the DA. And I was like, how do you give coaches five timeouts a half and have five media timeouts? That is a (laughs) guaranteed minimum ten stoppages. Plus every review. Plus everything. The games are taking three hours to play 40 minutes of basketball. What are we doing? That, that's problem number one. There's too many stops. You can't mm-hmm. have any sort of consistency out there when that with that much stopping. How can you go on a run if you're a team when it's stopped immediately after a foul is Man. called because yeah. it's the under-4 yeah. timeout, under timeout or it's the under-8 timeout or it's the under-12 timeout or it's the under-16 timeout? I mean, come on.
4: Like, com- There's got to be some kind of change. It completely stops any sort of game flow for mm-hmm. both teams there, and that's really what the issue is because again, <laughs> basketball is different than – any other sport, and like, it's a game of runs. Yeah. It really is. And then you know you want to get in that rhythm, you want to get in that flow, and you can't do that if there's, uh, like you said, a timeout, a media timeout, or a call of whistle and whatnot. That's that's it. It really does affect the the flow of the sport, really, and it is frustrating. Both, I'm sure, it's extremely frustrating as a player and a coach. Uh, but, you know, it's definitely not any less so for fans or people just watching the game.
3: Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, again, you look at that game, that tells you all you need to know about it. Um, Texas's head coach, forgive me for not me- remembering his name off the top of my head, uh, I think it's Rodney Terry. Uh, coach Terry's definitely right. Sounds uh, right. He, he, you know, he said that wasn't a basketball game after the game. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jamie Dixon said the same thing after TCU. We weren't out there playing basketball. So physical, and then they call touch fouls at the end of the game, right? There's no consistency throughout the game on what's a foul and what's not either. I, a- and again, I'm not trying to make excuses for this team. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mistakes yep, yeah. that are completely yep. their own doing, right? We're not out here to say, oh, West Virginia's getting killed by the refs every game. If you make your foul shots, yeah. you, you're yeah. four wins at least in the Big 12 right now, maybe five. So let's be honest a lot of the, a lot of the problems are still in West Virginia, but. The officiating—they're not getting sides. help.
4: They're not getting help.
3: Well, yeah, and you know sometimes it's like you said versus the TCU game. Oh, West Virginia's getting home court advantage. Well, then the you know in the second half it's the complete opposite, right? Like how how are you doing that? And, and it's not just college basketball. You see this, in. you see it in the NFL. You see it in here. There's a makeup call here. There's a makeup call there. There's a bad call here. So now we got to make that one up too. Like it, well, it, I just, it's just
4: crazy. Like the best way I could describe it is TCU's coach. I just. You could just, uh, in that game, you could just see him laughing. Like, throughout the entire first. Yeah, he's laughing. Calls, he's like, yep. you know, are you kidding? Like, if that's just really just, that's the only image you need to see of what, like, officiating can be and what it has been recently for uh, teams that face West Virginia. Just a coach, a coach just standing there laughing like he can't do anything else. And sometimes that's all it is. You can't do anything.
1: I think it's just kind of pathetic at this point. Like, it's not basketball. And it's not, you know, like you were saying, football or other sports that are getting absolutely killed. It's just they're not letting them play, and they're call, they're trying to call everything because, you know, if you don't get one call and then you call a foul on another team, it just it seems unfair. So they're just trying to call every single thing. And, again, it's just not how the game should flow yeah
4: you also have to be consistent in your calls like if you're calling one thing the entire first half and then the exact same thing happens in the second half and there's no calls what what's the point of even calling in the first half same with illegal screens
5: though they're not consistent with like not at all all. like there's so many times where jimmy bell literally doesn't move and they Mm -hmm. they call and then there's other times where he does move they don't call it's just it's not consistent and then like i was i think um we kind of touched upon this but like The free throws, I mean, as a team, they didn't shoot bad from the free throw line. I think it was, like, 13 for 18. But I think that just the one stretch that kind of shifted the momentum was where... where, Well, Keity's been great for us. Probably been our most consistent player in at least the Big 12 play. But where he missed those, like, I think three or four free throws, and then they went down and scored. So, as Tanner said, I think if this team makes free throws, they'd have four or five five Big 12 wins easily. Because they had that one game, I think it was against... I want to say Oklahoma State. It could have been... It was, yes, it, it was, was Oklahoma State. 17 they were to, like, at, yeah, 34 they they for they the foul line. It's like, yeah. And they lost in the overtime. So it's like, <laughs> there's so many times where I'm like, this this team really should... This team should be on top of the Big 12. They, they If they made their free throws, and sometimes they or just miss least, open left. Or at
4: you know. least not be the <laughs> second-to-last Exactly. Team. Like,
5: one for six. One in six in the Big 12 is not going to cut it. But they've been competitive. They've hung with every team, pretty much, outside, I guess, Kansas and, for the yeah. second half. Yeah. So I just stu- stuff like that. And some. A, that's, like, the most yeah. frustrating part. Yeah. In
4: my, like, if, like if, if they were getting blown out of the water mm-hmm. and it was over with, like, 10 minutes left, that's one thing. Yeah. The fact that they've been, they, again, like you said, practically been in every single game in Big 12 conference play, and then they just shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Like, I thought the most infuriating loss this year prior to conference play was that Xavier game yeah. when they had the lead and it looked like they were about to put it out of reach and they just let Xavier back in. And that was at Xavier, so mm-hmm. that's not an easy environment to play and it's definitely not easy to play at any big 12 environment it's all you know great fan bases uh, a lot of pride and everything so the fact that they haven't it's, it's like they haven't still haven't learned how to do that they 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 can get out to fast starts and they could play you know catch up and they could keep it close and everything but they don't know how to close and that's you know that's pretty damning uh and that's Pretty indicative of their one in uh, six record right now. Yeah, one thing in conference. Play. Yeah,
5: and also to go off that. But also, like one thing that is a little confusing to me is like how the rotation works for this team because sometimes I feel like it's like seven guys, other times yeah. it's a le- And like I think I don't know what, how you can handle Seth and Joe because they both play the same position. Mm-hmm. And it's like I feel like when Joe's great, Seth is not great. Yeah, and, like, and even even you know,
4: like Huggins, I believe, said something like how he didn't get uh, Joe as enough minutes yeah, as he wanted he to, that. and that's on him yeah, and that. everything. He still that it's was his fault, but he was. Trying to decide who
3: could make a three between Seth and Eric.
5: Eric hasn't shot well, in he hasn't really shot, No, not, Big I Twelve play. Yeah, no. I, I, I feel like ever since he got those technical fouls, he hasn't really been the same as he was earlier in the season. And, you know, he, he. I feel like the open looks he doesn't really
4: convert on, but then I make a contested fadeaway. I'm mm-hmm. like, and then another like, I guess since we're talking about the Texas game, I think you know the most disappointing performance was Jimmy Bell. Uh, at yeah. a very disappointing had that big As, game. especially yeah, yeah, especially after that huge game he had at TCU, arguably his best game of the year. He's right there. Um, and you just had, you know, but I mean, really, there's only two uh, players for West Virginia that, that Texas game that scored double double digits: uh, yeah. Keyshawn Johnson with 22, and then Trey Mitchell with 12. And I've been you know on the, I think Trey's been their most consistent player all year, mm-hmm. um, but again you only have two guys scoring double figures. I get it's college, it's not as high scoring as like professional play and everything. Yeah. But uh you need to have more. And you need to have more out from your bench. Like basketball I always thought, you know, especially you know in uh the pros but especially colleges, you need to have like yeah, you can have a great starting five, but they're going to have to they're going to need minutes and it's who you replace them with for a 5 minute stretch or so that can give you production and you know they only had
5: it was a conco conco is like the one only player off yeah. the bench who really made a difference
4: yeah. i thought yeah he scored six and then will uh seth wilson scored three and joe had and three. joe scored three and that was that was it that's all the yeah and i feel like i got from the bench and that, yeah. that's that's just not gonna cut it
5: no yeah like going back to like jimmy bell i from based on what i've seen it looks like jimmy does better against guys who are like his size yeah like bigger because i think he struggles against big, uh, bigs who are like kind of like kind of skinnier, kind of, like, more athletic and can run the floor. Because, like, he gave Lampkin – he gave him the work. And then yeah. Texas' bigs were really tall, lanky, athletic. Mm-hmm. They could jump. So I think, I think that's kind of the problem because, like, your starting big man should have more than five rebounds.
4: Yeah, yeah, you know. no, easily.
1: No, I kind of think, like – so with um, Jimmy Bell, that's his downfall. When you put him against skinnier players, mm-hmm. more athletic players, like you saw him in that Texas game, he was getting fouled – Every other call yeah because he was against somebody who wasn't his size, so they kind of think that he's playing a little bit more rough and you know not playing within bounds. but I think fouls have been probably the downfall of this team. Yeah, oh, Eric Stevenson fouling and out. Trey Mitchell's always in foul It's just too. not good. Like you know, Eric Stevenson, that's my bone to the pick. Eric Stevenson was hyped up so much, yes, he's a great player when he can play. But, you know, when he's getting fouled and then he has to come out of the game, it's just not a good look for him. It, and
4: Especially because, as we've seen, Eric Stevenson, he's very much a high-energy guy. He I mean, is like, a very had, emotional player. He's had plays here and he's had games here that really he's going to, you know, stand up to the crowd. He's going to show him love and everything. He feeds off that energy. I mean, at the TCU game, he and uh, I believe it was Matthews, they had that uh, – they had the the weave they went down the oh, yeah. alley oop to um, which is uh, to Emmett, Matthews? Matthews. Yes, yeah. Emmett Matthews and then you saw it was a media timeout and you saw Stevenson just celebrating yeah, that's right what front you of, really yeah. want that's like you want that to happen and that's and then when you don't get that it, I, it, it might be like it, it could very well be a confidence thing there too like mm-hmm and i get it he has that shooter mentality you know you're gonna want him to shoot but he has bad turnovers too but that i think that's my personally from what i've seen that's my biggest uh, issue with Stevenson. like yes of course i want the shooting to get better but he's a very clearly a volume shooter so you need him to take those shots but the turnovers uh definitely i feel like are the biggest hindrance to his game and him with his role with this team now because some of them are just costly and some of them just, uh, why would you make that pass in the first place? P- plain and simple. That, I think that's like the biggest issue he's had recently. And, you know, cope with the fact that, again, the foul trouble. Like yeah, like up.
1: I think because he's so emotional, he plays into all of that. But I think that, again, it's damaging because he'll get into that mentality and I think go a little bit too overboard and he'll try and overcompensate, and it just does not work out for him. And it it doesn't go the way that he wants it Mm -hmm. to go. It doesn't go the way that Huggins wants it to go. And it just turns into a whole mess where fans, like in the stands during the Texas game the other day, when he kept missing all these three-pointers, fans were jeering, telling, you know, they were yelling, you know, take Stevenson out, take 10 out, bench him, put him anywhere else besides on the court right now. And when you have your fans – turning against the player because he's not playing well and he's trying to again overcompensate for what he's trying to do and what the team is lacking in it's just not it's not good Mm -hmm. he's trying to play the hero when it's Mm -hmm. a team thing like you can't just be the one person who makes everything up. It has to be a very cohesive effort. It's yep.
4: sort of like he's overthinking it. He well, doesn't, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's trying to disrupt the flow instead of letting the game come exactly. to him. He's yeah. trying to dictate how the game's played. Really, yeah. all he needs to do, mm-hmm. and that's what you wait. And, you know, it's easier said than done, Brian, I'm sure yeah. you know. It's yeah, like, sure. you wanna, like you make a bad mistake, you want to make up yeah. for it like that. Like if you miss a big three have a turnover, oh, you want to have the big shot mm-hmm. to, you know, make over for that. And, and I understand yeah. that, but really, again... Where this team is at, you can't afford to play that way, regardless of what player it is on this roster. You can't have that mentality.
3: Well, you know, Trey Mitchell said that after the game against Texas, right? He came in there, he put a lot of the blame on himself. He played every single minute of that game. It was his former team. He wanted to win that game. Probably more than anybody on the team. Yeah, I would Uh, agree, yeah. And he said five turnovers wasn't good enough, uh, and a lot of the time this team tries to play me basketball rather than I did see that, day. yep. That's not word for word, obviously. Don't take that as that's what it was. But that's the general idea of what he's saying. And, and you know, you look at the score right now, it's 15-5. to Akonquo's out there at the five. You got Seth Wilson on whole the whole bench floor. Is in. You got Kidi Johnson on the floor. Yeah. You got Josiah Harris out there. They're putting everybody out there. And, and Huggins said that after the game. So I'm really interested to see who really plays a lot of minutes in this game because Huggins said he's going to make some changes. And, and right now, based off that, you can say
4: that 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 that's true. Who's going to give he you knows a spark? to make yeah. some changes yeah. to win. Who's going to be that spark plug? Who's going to get this team to finally get some string along some wins in conference play? Because that really, you know, that's what they struggled last yeah. year. Making obviously. Free yeah, that yeah, that's a big one. But uh, just you, getting
3: you, Yeah, you got thrown a technical consistent. foul, you missed two.
4: Both? Don't remind that's, me. That's don't example. remind
3: me. Um you know, I I think it's crazy. Uh, and, and it's frustrating and I don't think anybody's more frustrated than
4: Hugs is. Right. It, yeah, it, there's dude. no way. No, he not in there. It, it was a it was, it was a sad scene, especially after his comments about last year. It's like that will right. never happen again. And, and you know it's not happening again. But to the extent it's you know the season is you sure just that, as Tom? just as disappointing, uh, probably just as frustrating. Uh, so definitely he wants this more as as much as the fans want it. I I guarantee you, Huggins wants it a little bit more than the fans do.
1: This is probably unpopular, and it's coming from you know somebody this is my first oh, no. year here, oh, no. <laughs> but at some you point you probably have to put well, the blame on Huggins, yeah. I agree like there's just a certain point where what you
2: do know, you mean what do you mean by that
1: He says that he's making these changes and he's trying to fix what happened last year, and he feels really bad about what's happening to West Virginia f- basketball right now, but he's you know. You have to look at the coaching. It all starts at the top.
3: All right, listen. We've oh.
5: had arguments about this. All right, <laughs> I'm just coming. This is like an
1: outsider
3: opinion. You had your chance. Uh, that's fair. No, that's a fair opinion. Like,
1: I'm not dogging but, but, on no, him. No, no, no. I'm not saying you are.
3: I'm saying let's look at what he said. He said, I'm going to make changes. What did he do? How many guys are back from last year, honestly, that played any meaningful minutes besides Kedrian Johnson?
4: Two. Is right. That,
3: uh, yeah. He made the changes He brought in the transfer guys They get Jose Perez The NCAA denies Jose Perez That That's still problem
4: hurts That
3: guard play would be huge for him offensively yeah. If he was able to play on the floor He made the changes He's brought in the transfers And it's still not working out Yes, there's some coaching involved Harrison gets let go from the university I don't think Hugs loved that decision They bring in Clearly a, did not. another guy yeah. instead They're trying to make changes Huggins is trying to turn the program around, right? You have to remember, I mean, everybody went through it, right? COVID went through everybody. But if we want to look at it as a whole in basketball right now, how are the Kentucky Wildcats doing? How's Duke basketball doing? Mm. How are the Blue Blood programs doing? Everybody in this world of the transfer portal is struggling to figure their way out. Some teams have figured it out better than others. Or you have a 7'5 center named Zach Eady who's been in the program for five years who nobody in the country can guard. West Virginia has played really good basketball outside of the conference this year, and if they make some free throws, we're not having this same conversation. Yes, they lost to Xavier, but they also beat Florida by 30 points. They played Purdue to four points. They played really good basketball outside of the conference. The Big 12 is the gauntlet that it is. These teams are just eating each other alive. Of the six teams that are ranked, all of them are in the top 12. It's just an animal of a conference, and West Virginia is on the short end of the stick right now. There's no saying... You know, if everything flips and they end up winning seven in a row, are we still having this conversation? We're not, right? It's based off of a what-are-you-giving-to-me-now mentality. I'm not saying to this you personally, but this is a lot of the fan base right now. I promise this is not – you know it's not. You don't take things personal.
4: Um,
1: I might tonight. Well, we're it, not talking about also, the yet, huh? You also <laughs> uh, might think that,
4: like, obviously the fan base is frustrated with the state of the basketball program. Yes, yeah, past- so you're trying what to you? scapegoat
1: somebody. To- yeah,
4: no, I understand. Yeah. But also it's like, you know – there was a lot of hope going into this. And I get the year. They're, they still have a chance to turn it around. And they're not completely dead in the water yet. Yeah. But they are running out of time. And they, they do have to figure it out. And I understand that, you know, with this new era of, you know, NIL, one and dones and everything, uh, it is di- difficult uh, and completely different than the way it was just even a decade ago. Yeah. And I I get that, but at some point you are going to have to stop using that as a crutch. You are going to have to figure it out. And I'm not just saying that here. I mean, for everyone, everyone's going to have to. Because if some teams can figure it out, why can't this one? And I get it. I get it. There's always different, varying factors for certain schools and so forth, uh, so on and so forth. At at some time, when when is that not going to be the main? Uh, excuse with this and I, and, I, and I understand and All of that but still it's, it's Figure it out
1: I think that you know <laughs>
4: Plain and simple
1: COVID has been a very very big excuse For the last three years which rightfully so It disrupted everything it, it, it disrupted Like life. every single form of life Your lifestyle whatever you did Was disrupted but we're kind of Moving towards that post COVID era Like you're saying and at some point Again you have to stop putting the blame on it you were saying, you know, Huggins went and got these transfers. Yeah. Just because he got these transfers doesn't mean they're going to work good. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, you yeah. can go out and get the best, you know, piece of equipment. You can get the most expensive, you know, car, whatever yeah. you want. But just because you get the most expensive and the best doesn't mean it's going to work great you with your if team. If you don't know how to yeah. use it, it doesn't exactly. You yep. can
4: get the, the most the, the, top-of-the-line car it is. You don't have a license, you can't drive it. It's yep. so, it's something yeah. simple yeah. like that. Basically. Uh, you,
3: no, I, I, I understand what you guys are saying. I really do. And, again, like, I'm not, and and I, again, I I'm not
4: putting the, the entire blame on I think everyone involved, the yes. players and the yep. coaching staff, have well, to take blame yeah. for what's happening.
3: Let's talk about them. You know, Huggins has said it. I think we talked about it when we did that sports page with me and you and the other Tander John. Huggins said, you know, while they were winning in non-conference, that everybody was going to the gym after they weren't yeah, 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 I, 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 I do
4: remember things. this.
3: And now that's not happening as much. The reporters in the press room have asked the players about it, and, you know, they've talked about, oh, yeah, we're going to start going again more and more, and it's not happening. There's a lot of like, – because you're only allowed to do so much practice. You're mm-hmm. only allowed to do so many things. And Huggins said it in, in one of his press conferences, again, not word for word, but he said that, you know – I can make them do free-throw drills where they have to run if they miss, but what good is that going to do them right now when there's so many other things to work on, mm-hmm. too? Yeah. right? You look at that Texas game. They couldn't inbound a basketball. Yep. Eric Stevenson failed three times in a row at inbounding a basketball. So you, you can talk about it all you want, but some of these players are just the me players. Like Trey Mitchell is a great player, I think, and I think he is a team guy. But, you know, Stevenson, I, forget, I think it was that TCU game, right? They're, they're up. 16 seconds left, no shot clock. At five, he runs to try to make a layup. What what kind of play is that, dude? You know, I'm not trying to call him out individually or specifically or something like that, but what are you showing everybody by doing that, right? And and there's a couple other plays that have been made throughout the season where you're like, why? There's no reason for that other than it benefits only you. Or, you know, the team is fighting against themselves to get a rebound. That sort of
4: thing. Yeah, that's where I think, like, again, for the blame, like, the coaches could only really – do so much it's really is up to the players on how they go about the day-to-day it's how again if they're how much time they put in the gym and how much time they put on to drills and everything that is more on the player than it is the coach and you know if there's they're not doing those things then yeah i don't i obviously don't blame huggins or the coaches have for that 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 is when it's solely on the player they have to want to win they have to you know Put it up, do it for the
1: team. Yeah, like, you know.
4: They have to want to play.
1: You know, a couple of nights ago after that Texas loss, my roommate texted me 12 o'clock at night. She's like, hey, some of the basketball team is here. She yeah. was out at the clubs. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you have fun, whatever. You're a college kid. Yeah. But at the same time, you are playing basketball, you know, and you're losing and you can do a little bit more. I'm not saying, you know, go take free throws 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. But what good are you going out? Yeah. And then you know, putting up these performances. Right. What, 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 like, what, is, like
3: what is the buy-in to the the team? Like, uh, what is the goal? Right. And it just you know, seems like they're you, directionless you don't want to speak right on their now. Personal lives and all that stuff, because you know they're allowed to do whatever they want to do. That's fine. But on the court, you can look at this team and say it doesn't look like everybody's bought in. I think that's completely fair. There, no, there are no, some players I, that I, definitely 100%. do. Trey Mitchell, one of them. Joe Toussaint, definitely. I'd say Seth, too. Yeah. Yeah. And and so now it's the job of the coaching staff to get those guys out on the floor who Mm -hmm. want to win and who want to continue uh, to try and get back into this thing because it's the Big 12. I think it only takes six conference wins to really be a part of it. And, again, if you
4: just look at – like.
3: I mean, heck, we the were comp- talking last year if they would have just made it to the mm-hmm. Big Twelve tournament title, they mm-hmm. probably would have made the yeah. tournament last year. Yeah, the computer and that team was way The computer
4: still year. love what West Virginia has done oh, yeah. here. And maybe the like the media doesn't yeah. and whatnot, but the yep. computer like loves mm-hmm. this yeah. team, and you know yeah, it is. That's what it's frustrating because, again, there were bits and pieces of it where you could realistically buy into this team. Yeah, and then I, I think since conference play, you're like,
3: was the score fourteen four, to three,
1: Lisa?
4: What was the biggest lead
1: for what?
3: Tech had.
4: I think it was eight nothing. It was fifteen
3: to five. It was Yeah. 15 to five. yeah now it's eighteen to fifteen down there in Lubbock. Oh, oh wow, and
5: that's what I mean, the Seth Wilson second... just
1: made a really good three pointer. Yeah.
5: I think he's got he's got uh, he hit an earlier three too. So it, has...
0: is
1: it? Do you
3: guys find it weird now? I assume some people are watching this on TV out there. If not, we thank you for listening to us. But it's so weird to me when courts have it uh, flipped. Like, have you ever seen Alabama's basketball? Yes. Court? Yeah, I, mean, I know exactly. What yeah, you mean. yeah, and, and like their Texas, Texas, like ours. Yeah. At yeah. like the Coliseum. But there's other places where the bench is on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the top. Yeah, like, I know what to you me, mean. me, it yeah. just looks so weird it and does. incorrect.
4: It's like they have the camera. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. they have the cameras flip. Yeah, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah.
3: I think ours are the way they are to show Huggins.
4: That's probably. <laughs> probably. All his reactions well, Probably not, rashes. but, you know, maybe. <laughs> I,
3: I mean, I don't know. I feel like if he didn't want it, they could flip the benches real easy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think
3: that's fun. I don't know.
4: I like that theory. You know, let's we'll just go with that. You like that theory? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Top
3: 25 doesn't look what I thought it would. We nope. only got about a minute. Yeah, <laughs> we got less than a minute here. We got to hit a break. But Houston being at number one, and they're coming next year, guys. Well, they
2: – well. I
4: mean, they just lost, lost the, the Temple, right? Temple Owls yeah. of Philadelphia. Oh, God.
3: If you want to listen to Sean gloat, make sure to come back around 30. When uh, yeah. I mean, we hit the NFL, uh, yeah. eight fifteen. I think. Uh, yeah. eight fifteen to 9. So is going to be our NFL segment tonight Mm -hmm. here on Sports Night. Can't wait. We're going to hit a break. When we come back, Anissa and I will open up the sports page segment of the show. We've had fun here for the last hour talking West Virginia basketball with Sean, Bryan and Anissa. Uh, We'll hit about a four-minute break here. When we come back, it's the sports page on U92.
0: The Don Plitza-White era begins this season for Mountaineer Women's Basketball. Hear all the play-by-play here on U92. Here's Dean Dean's driving down low, looking
4: for
2: the whip count it, and the foul! Oh, what a bucket! Time game with the free throw to go!
0: Coverage of every single home game for Mountaineer Women's Basketball with pregame coverage beginning 30 minutes before tip-off here on 91.7 FM, U92, The Moose. Every Wednesday night from 12 to 2, the other world seeks to conjure images of distant lands and fantasy ambience through dreamy dungeon synth, acid folk, neo-medieval, and more. Featuring work primarily from small and socially conscious projects, it's an ambience to which you can drift off and imagine yourself in another land.
6: If you want the new and essential college radio, then look no further than the new music pioneer on 91.7. Every Monday through Thursday, from noon until 6 p.m., tune in to hear the newest music from up and coming artists, along with some of our favorite throwback tracks. Again, Monday through Thursday, noon to 6 p.m., right here
7: on U92 The Moose.
0: U92 The Moose is your home for the best sports coverage you're going to find here on the campus of West Virginia University. It all starts on Wednesdays from 6 to 10. It's the sports block on U92. From 6 to 8, we're talking WVU sports with a tilt towards on campus coverage. From 8 to 10, it's the sports page, taking a look at all the national stories you want to hear the U92 sports staff talk about then at the bottom of every hour tune in for breaking news on all of the top stories in sports by members of the U92 staff and finally live sports on U92 the moose Are the bread and butter. Tune in for coverage of both WVU soccer teams, women's basketball, baseball, and WVU hockey, live on U92, 91.7 FM, and U92themoose.com. You're not going to want to miss any of the sports here on U92. You don't have to be in your car to listen to U92. You can listen online anytime by going to www.u92themoose.com and clicking listen now. The Moose is also on TuneIn, Radio FX, and the Alexa app. Tune in anywhere, anytime. U92.
6: Look, all I'm saying is
7: I want shorter songs with dirtier sounds made by people who break their backs to get paid less. Then if we got a show for you. Check out the high-energy sounds of DIY only on U92 The Moose. This show features everything punk of new and old, from bad brains to Blink-182 and everything in between. DIY is every Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight. 10 to midnight on U92 The Moose.
0: Fair chips one in, header attempt is into the back of the net for West Virginia, and the Mountaineers take a 2-1 lead. It's Adam Birchall, the transfer from the University of Charleston, finishing it for the Mountaineers. Here, play-by-play coverage of Mountaineer men's and women's soccer. Pre-game coverage beginning 30 minutes prior to kickoff of each home game, here on 91.7 FM, U92.
2: Been all on my roots. I
3: showed up in boots. Ruined your black tie fame. I didn't realize. I'll fix it next time, guys. Sorry about There's that. There's not
1: going to be a next time because that song is not being played next time. Well, oh, no, no,
3: no. That was not even No, I'm I I I did not play not over yet. I, I really apologize to my predecessors <laughs> for that. One. That's fine. Tanner and Nisa here for about 10 minutes to get this one open for you. Huggins is wearing that same polo. That's the third game in a row he's wearing that one. That one's so old, it's got the old Big 12 logo on the side. You think and he's it's washed got it? Nike piping on there. I, I was talking to Jonathan at the game, and I said, when's the last time he's bought an actual T-shirt? And he said, probably when uh, he didn't work at Cincinnati. Even. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, I guess he bought suits. When he used to wear suits, that's the last time.
1: He's always wearing either that polo or that windbreaker.
3: Well, right, but like when when I went to the Ren Baker introductory press conference, he had on the West Virginia Park. So like always, just golden blue. I mean, that's the way to live, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I would love to do that.
1: Live in golden blue.
3: I mean, you work for the university. Can you can you cop me some stuff?
1: Uh, I can't even get stuff for myself. So you get diet coke. I'm still waiting on the shipment. I get diet coke, regular coke, and because Ren Baker loves Dr Pepper, there's diet Dr Pepper in the fridge at all times. Oh, yeah. I
3: got to get a job there now for sure. It's for real. That's so fantastic. good. Fantastic. That is hilarious. Uh, so, I mean, really, this is the first one we're doing together. This is this is going to be fun from now on. You're going to hear Anissa and I host the sports page as we continue the transition of power. Yeah. From old Ben Mackey to me. Mm,
1: miss Ben a little bit.
3: Yeah, life's crazy, isn't it? Comes at you pretty fast.
1: Ben, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, something like that. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so... Lots of stuff coming up. Sports is going to be really fun here at U92. we got a lot of new podcasts, a lot of new ideas coming as we really get things rolling here in the new spring semester. So uh, just pay attention to that stuff. There's all kinds of content out there. Check the website. We're updating that.
1: Yes, we're going to be a lot more um, media, social media-based, yep. updated with all that so it's not showing you stuff from like three years ago.
3: Yeah, so really <laughs> exciting stuff going on here as we also can try to continue to try and grow the sports staff uh that's a that's a big goal of ours is that rain oh my gosh
1: no i think it's the wind
3: are you sure sounds like rain to me
1: it's not raining I'm oh, looking. That's, that's good actually yes, it's definitely raining okay well sorry
3: that is heavy rain wow well, that sucks neither of us are walking nighttime. home so we now, don't have to worry about I it walk to my car i'm gonna get wet i didn't bring a jacket
1: it's right there. Okay.
3: All right. Whatever. Our cars how, are how like 15 Let, feet outside. Go all way back, we haven't talked at all. How was break?
1: Um, it was good. Yeah. I really didn't do much. I worked.
3: Nice sleep schedule you were on?
1: No. <laughs> Times you wake up in the morning? So I work a warehouse job and I wake up at 3 a.m. Uh-huh. and I go to work at 4 uh-huh. and I leave work at 10. So anything after that? 10 a.m. 10 a.m., yeah. yeah. So it's nice, a nice little six hour shift. Uh-huh. But other than that, I was just hanging out with my friends. Um, I turned 21 before break, so I That's got to fine. go out to breweries and bars and doing all that fun 21 stuff. you get stuff. Any new tattoos? No. Uh, not enough money for that yet. Not
3: yet? Nope. Okay. you got to get on it. Yeah, I know. That's fun. Um, How
1: was your break, though? I know Ohio is very, very interesting.
3: Ohio was really snowed in.
1: Oh. We so, didn't get any snow.
3: That's that's nice. Like, I was supposed to go to the Steelers-Raiders game on Christmas Eve. I do remember that. Did not get to go. You were one of the few people that texted me and asked me about it, and I hated sending I didn't get to go text back.
2: I
1: think I was at work when it I sent that really, text. It was really,
3: really depressing for me that I did not get to go to that game.
1: I, sh- I showed my friend. I was like, damn, he didn't get the go. Uh, yeah,
3: I was, I was very excited for that one. Um, but, like, literally, we were so snowed in. And then my buddy at his house, we got like the neighborhood pond. His house just backs up to it. Luckily enough, and it froze over. So we played a lot of hockey. Uh, I scored seven goals in one
2: game.
1: You play hockey in your uh, fragile state? No,
3: no, no. Yeah, I, I didn't ice skate or anything.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
3: I had my boots on. It was dry enough on the ice where it wasn't slippery. And so we made again, our... you
1: still play in your fragile state?
3: I basically stood there and took one timers, and I didn't miss. Okay. But hey, I didn't miss. That's they they valid. were impressed with me. Okay, my friends hard to impress.
1: You're from Ohio. It's not that hard to do.
3: So, I mean, we did that. Uh, I don't know. Do you like food?
1: Yeah, I like a good food place.
3: Well, no, like I cook a lot.
1: Oh, uh, no. I only like my mom's cooking.
3: Well, I smoke a lot of food.
1: Again, my mom is well, you, you, really you a good You might like some
3: of the stuff I do. Like, uh, I did some ducks.
1: Oh, uh, I won't eat duck.
3: Yeah, so we did some ducks. Big crown pork roast in one day. Uh, that was pretty good.
1: I think the extent I've had is um, venison.
3: Oh, I got good. My dad
1: made venison chili a few years ago. Oh, okay. My dad doesn't cook. Yeah. The extent of his cooking is like eggs and chicken yeah. and burgers sometimes, but uh-huh. he did pull out a pretty good chili That's that good. One. I
3: love chili. Um, so we just get back from break, and Brian comes over to my apartment, Brian McQuellen, yeah, front of the program. yeah. And I go, hey, you want a piece of beef jerky? And he's eating it, and he's like, this is really good. What is this? I said, oh, that's deer. And he spit the rest of it out and couldn't eat it. I said, but you liked it. What's wrong with that?
1: It's that North Jersey blood.
3: I mean, good Lord. Yeah, up there in Kreskel. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I was not happy with him because, number one, that wasted a piece of perfectly good beef jerky.
1: Why did he spit it out?
3: He spit it right into the trash. I would have oh. at least eaten it if he spit it on the table or something, like the rest of the piece, not what was in his mouth. I was going to say, no, you're no, going to no. let him. But, like, I mean, come on. You're, you're wasting quality food Ugh. right there. Let's Let's do a little better than that. No,
1: you shouldn't have told him. You should have let him eat the entire thing, which sounds really unethical. You should have just let him eat the entire thing and be like, "Yeah, that was deer." You
3: no, know, I made him. I made him calzones the other night. Brian comes over all the time because I don't know. Like so
1: the, when my roommate and I move down the hallway from you, yeah. are you going to cook all the time? Yeah, I cook
3: all the time. Okay. I uh, I made g- giant amount of chili last week. I'm almost done with all of it. I made Texas red chili, white bean chicken chili, mm. which is my favorite one, white chicken chili. Oh. Um
1: I don't know. I like making a nice soup sometimes, but so some yeah, my roommates won't eat it.
3: I don't, I don't do any of that. But no, I made Brian a calzone, and he thought it was really good. And I said okay, and then he uh, left and went to the gym at nine o'clock at night. So that's Brian. You make him feel that bad? It, well, I don't. I don't. I, I I don't know. I really don't. I was confused. Um. Yeah. How are your sports team's doing, Anisa?
1: Oh, I can say the same about yours. Mine are great. Listen.
3: Jeffrey Springs, four-year deal.
1: Oh, a team-friendly deal. Again, the today. Rays the finally Rays finally signed a pitcher, hey. which I got a text. I got two texts in yeah. capital letters. Yeah. The Rays signed a pitcher. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. And Good I money. said, okay, well, that's the only signing they're going to do this year because they have absolutely no money.
3: Well, they're, Yeah, because they're going to invest it all in that new stadium. Yes,
1: yeah, so the new stadium, what's it going to have in it? No idea. I've seen plans for it. It's like an indoor. Oh, has yeah, like nice... no,
3: I, I don't like the ones they have right now because they're all still in Clearwater St. Pete.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of a hike. You should just rename to be like I, the I, I don't understand how Clearwater Race. Yeah,
3: something. Like, I don't think that sounds that bad.
1: Ah, eh, but Tampa Bay. Like, no, I it's completely like agree. The brand.
3: Like heck, I think the team airport's the Clearwater International Airport. Like, I don't think it's the Tampa Bay International. No, it's closer it, to Clearwater. It, it's St. Pete Clearwater Airport. Because they, well, I don't know if they. I mean, they got a jet, so I guess it doesn't matter. But whatever. whatever they want. I know do. that. Ben Mackey was very excited about the old Andrew McCutcheon coming home to uh, Pittsburgh. I saw. I know, that I know a, lot a lot of people. A lot of people were excited I didn't for that. Care at all? I know. I was like. I mean, what's he going to play? Sixty-five games.
1: Yeah, it's going to be doing to do nothing for me. Right.
3: Yeah. No, it's funny though, enjoyable.
1: What I really enjoyed was Aaron Judge's interview
3: uh-huh.
1: on um, Jimmy Fallon. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't no, catch I it. Didn't. I just caught like little snippets Jimmy of Fallon. it. No. I caught little snippets of it, uh-huh. and he was talking about how Anthony Rizzo kept sending him pictures of him and Judge's dogs mm-hmm. together and that was his way to try and like coax him back onto the oh. team so yeah. Yes Network their production crew dedicated a plaque to Anthony Rizzo and his wife's dog um Kevin and it's in Kevin Mo- the dog yep that's his name it's in Monument Park now a plaque for a dog
3: that's disgusting what the... a franchise disgusting listen football. you got to do something after How's you... your first round pick in the NFL this year uh... you have a couple don't you You got the one for Adams. I haven't looked that far yet. You pick in top ten. Rodgers replacement. No. Jordan Love's the answer?
1: Jordan Love is not the answer. You
3: you pick two really awful football teams to root for.
1: I know. You're you're
3: hoping that the quarterback of your one team gets traded to your other team.
1: I said I that. I what, said that Aaron Rodgers. Did you
3: see Cowherd's tweet of Rodgers photoshopped into a Jets uniform? I sent it said, to my dad. He, said he just looks worse already. <laughs> I
1: send it to my dad, and my dad, in all oh, capital letters, sent back no with a lot of O's. It's really funny to me. He's he's hoping that Aaron Rodgers pulls a Brett Favre and comes to the Jets, but I really don't want that. But again, I kind of would because I, I would funny. like to go to. Um, Jet life Stadium to go see Aaron Rodgers. That's what's called when the Jets play there. Jet life Stadium.
3: Where the playoff plays, though, the playoff team is New York Giants.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's jet life when.
3: I, I get it. I think it's stupid, but that's fine.
1: Okay. Well, you got anything else here on the intro before? You can go back to in? accushore Stadium.
3: Uh Times Field. Don't 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 disrespect Accu-Shore. You're staying on for hockey, right?
1: I'll just sit here. I'll talk about the All-Star jerseys. I didn't see that. All
3: right, fine. We'll talk about the NHL coming
0: up next. This is U92 The Moose. U92 The Moose is your home for the best sports coverage you're going to find here on the campus of West Virginia University. It all starts on Wednesdays from 6 to 10. It's the Sports Block on U92. From 6 to 8, we're talking WVU sports with a tilt towards on-campus coverage. From 8 to 10, it's the sports page, taking a look at all the national stories you want to hear the U92 sports staff talk about. Then, at the bottom of every hour, tune in for breaking news on all of the top stories in sports by members of the U92 staff. And finally... Live sports on U-92, the Moose, are the bread and butter. Tune in for coverage of both WVU soccer teams, women's basketball, baseball, and WVU hockey. Live on U-92, 91.7 FM, and UnitedToTheMoose.com. You're not going to want to miss any of the sports here on U-92.
4: Have an album you'd like us to play here at the Moose? Send it on over to us at www.music at gmail.com. That email address, one more time, www.music at gmail.com. For other
6: inquiries, visit u92themoose.com and click Staff and Contact. Thanks for listening.
0: From West Virginia University, this is u ninety two.
3: Back to the empty studios. It's Tanner and Anissa still with you, along with noted free throw shooter Alex Silberman, <laughs> <laughs> Big John and him. Why is that funny?
1: I, I don't know, I just think it's pretty good. Hey, yeah,
6: I put in a valid effort.
3: Yeah, you obviously did. Warming up. No, we all said we all said there's no way none of us had the courage to go out there, dude. that. No. was very impressive. The free
6: throw was fantastic. One Wanted done and then, you know, the free That was, was the free, layup. I I layup. Was, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Send. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The layup was was good. It was just the, sometimes that free throw could be tricky. I yeah.
1: said on the um previous block, I was like, you know, I would have maybe not done it because it's just embarrassing hearing the Coliseum announcer, whatever his name is. <laughs> My anxiety. Is, go. I, no. go.
2: It is pretty much all the
6: team. Honestly,
1: we should get you a jersey (laughs) and throw you on.
6: And you know, the other one, I think that would make me very anxious, would be the the sheets card one where you're Ooh. blindfolded. Uh, you couldn't pay me to that, that is all for cash. Oh. Oh. You're down there on your hands and knees, yeah. like
3: a college kid at 22, <laughs> crawling around the court. <laughs> at immediate timeout.
2: Blindfolded. Dollars. Yeah, that's... that's not even a tank of gas, then, Hamilton.
6: Yeah, and then you hear the uh, you know the, the 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 fans are just yelling at you. You're like, what yeah. am I doing wrong? And then it, it's just yeah, yikes. <laughs> just stick to the Kroger shopping cart thing. We're that's... gonna
1: have to rank that on yeah. the next um, WVU blog. Yeah, that's a fantastic
3: yeah.
1: idea. We have to do those. Yeah. What are the best
3: media timeout deals? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about the NHL, my favorite league in the world, who still can't do anything right. <laughs> Including NHL All-Star jerseys. We don't need to start there. but uh, You know, lots going on in the league, boys. I know Anissa doesn't know much about it, but that's okay. She's going to learn hockey. Uh, Tristan Jari, Vesniä winner, obviously. Um, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. That's going to Elvis yeah. versus Lickens out there in Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Five point five AAV, baby. Let's hey, go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go. But in all
6: seriousness, though, how about Linus Allmark? Huh? He just broke an NHL record that stood for ninety three years, broke a former Bruins record. Uh he, in twenty eight games, he's won twenty five. That's him that is insane.
3: The Bruins are insane. The Bruins they, they they are more than a wagon. I don't even know what you yeah. call them.
6: As uh, Alex talked to me before, uh before we came on, um what was the stat? You told me. Yes. Yeah, so no. the
7: Bruins have this season have lost once in regulation to the Seattle Kraken a couple of weeks ago, three home. nothing at, at home. They at home lost. Once, yeah. and they've played over half the season's games, yeah. of which about half they but, probably played what, at home.
3: You want an even better stat than that? Sure. Okay. The Columbus Blue Jackets have more overtime road losses than over than road wins in general. They have three wins on the road this season. <laughs> they had another overtime loss in Calgary last night in Johnny Hockey's return.
6: Calgary to Calgary.
3: Uh, three, three wins in regulation on the road this season. Yeah, I'm what just... a fantastic number they have. Those are Bedard they, numbers. They right have, Bedard, David has as many power play goals as the team does. Mm, Connor Bedard is not coming to Columbus though because Bettman would never <laughs> let it happen.
6: Yeah, he's gonna. The, he's going he's gonna ahead make ahead. the ping pong balls go the wrong way for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: it kills me. Um, I,
1: I don't know a lot, but I have seen. I did see that shootout at the end, yeah. Yeah. and he missed it, and the entire crowd was going wild. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. that. I oh, movie. I saw. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I was so excited. I said, "Oh, there's no way that." I think that's, I that's was John, gonna, John Blue Jacket right there. John Blue. John Jacket. It, 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 it's really funny. Yeah, I mean, because,
6: uh, Lambert and I went to a game. Yeah, it was it was funny, uh, right? It was funny, right? It was. Funny, right? It was yeah,
3: hold, uh, on, hold on. Let me uh, let me tell this. Right. He, they don't call him Johnny Hockey anymore in Columbus because no? he's a man. They call him John Blue Jacket. Okay, okay That's a real thing. Okay. John Hockey and John Blue Jacket. And, yes, we went to a Penns game in December. <laughs> I was one of ten in a Blue Jacket jersey. At I'd, say game. Eight, I'd say eight. Eight? Eight. Yeah. And two of them were in our section somehow. Yep. <laughs> one minute exactly into the game, old John Hockey puts one top left corner. No problem.
6: I've never seen Lambert more excited in his life. He I couldn't was, believe he, he it. Was, you know. I
3: said the Jackets will score one tonight, but there's no way they're going to lead And this early. Come on, they lost. Give <laughs> him time. They lost four to one. Yeah, yeah no, he no was doubt.
6: he was pretty quiet the rest of the no, game. No, no doubt.
3: Well,
7: has Ly- been injured like multiple
2: Lyne
3: times. play hockey. I don't know what you're talking about. I love him to death, but that dude has played like 15 games this year. Yeah. Feels like
7: that's part of the reason why the Jets wanted to get rid of him a few years back.
3: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, we don't need to spend time talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets because they are sitting at 31 points overall right and now, and worst in the league. The worst in the league, a mere 14, 30, and three.
6: Nice, beautiful. Nice. I think Bedard's going to go to Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. You see,
3: Timu Solani had that on the Twitter today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he took a picture of an or he took a video of an empty. Nobody knows who Timo Solani is unless you know. Yeah, who. I don't know who that is. Legend, Hall of Famer, <laughs> yeah. Duck. Nice. Great guy. He walked over to an empty locker and put a Connor Bedard nameplate up. Uh oh. He's trolling for sure. I didn't love
6: it. He and Zegris would be good together. I think that'd be pretty good. We talk about. Ducks and Zegris. the Blue Jackets. I know. But I think in Anaheim. I think. Uh, Bettman would rather have him in an LA market. No, you know Batman would
3: rather put him in Phoenix to grow the desert hockey
6: it's brand. It's true, it's Come true.
7: On. I, I mean, I do see potential for the Ducks. It,
6: the way I look at it, they're,
7: they're still really young, core. young They got a young you, core. You got Troy Terry, you got Zegras, who everyone knows who Zegras is. You know, it is Michigan and his Michigan assist now. Yeah, I saw that. But I mean, the Ducks, I think. In a couple years, the Ducks will return to their prime. I said that earlier in the year that I thought the Kings will return to their prime this year, and they have.
3: Yeah, they've looked really good. Um, Do you guys think that the Ducks are the most boring pro franchise in all of the Big Four in all of North America? Uh, I think it has to be the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim Ducks. It's like them, could it be the
6: Arizona the Coyotes. Coyotes
7: are
3: up there too. I mean, yeah, but the Coyotes at least have some like cool branding stuff they can do with desert. Florida
6: Panthers are pretty boring.
3: Florida's right there. Yeah. I think
7: those reverse retro. No, no no no, there. no, no, no.
3: I'm just talking from like a team standpoint. uh like like not the uniforms. Anybody's uniform. Before. I mean, they have like, Trevor ze- They have Zegras though. Straight boring. Yeah, but overall. Yes, they won a cup with Scory Perry. Fine, Scory Perry. But like, it's it's got to be like Anaheim. So like, the what, sharks what's are your, up there what's too. What's your
6: criteria for for like what like what can't like,
3: like just the most uninteresting franchise? If you were to really look at them and be like, let's look at their history. I want to learn more about this team. I want to become a fan.
7: <laughs> well, about the San Jose Sharks. I mean, no,
3: they... I'm talking I'm talking NFL. all oh. of them. All of them. I, I I think that it's probably like the Texans, the Ducks. <laughs> Um, Who's the most boring team The A's, the A's Yeah I was thinking The
6: A's, the A's for Rockies. baseball The Rockies, the Rockies, the Rockies, Rockies. It, uh, I mean the A's though the A's. They have a great history So you can't really say the A's Yeah but just because You have a great history Doesn't
1: mean you're well, no, just An exciting team in, general,
3: like, hmm. in the NBA It's got to be like You know The Hornets uh-huh. The Pelicans The Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah, it's going.
6: Um,
3: I I don't
6: know Oklahoma City Thunder
3: Yeah No like exactly That's what I mean So, all right, let's actually talk about the league. Vegas has 61 points. Jack Eichel's worked out a little bit, I'd say. Mark Stone's looked really good as a But he's hurt hurt and and really hurt. hurt. Yeah, he's always hurt. That's how they had to put him on IR to play Eichel last year to even get him the trade through. I mean, come on. Nobody knows how to manage a cap like the Vegas Golden Knights. But my favorite team in the league that's not the Tampa Bay Lightning. Is it the Canucks? That's a real team. No, we can talk about that, though. (laughs) That makes me mad. Is the Dallas Stars.
6: Dallas Stars?
3: I love.
7: their are alternate jerseys? I love, no, not. no, I just mean in general. No, I mean Robertson. I like them too, but Miro, they're alternate
3: jerseys. has got to be one of my top five players in the league as far as who I love to watch and root for. That guy is so good at hockey. And then um, what, what Jason Robertson is doing is amazing as well, and nobody's talking about it because he plays in Dallas. But, hey, it's called victory green for a reason. 64 points They're leading the uh, Central Conference right now. Winnipeg's right behind him, surprisingly to me.
6: Winnipeg's sneaky good. Yeah, Scheifele's sne- still he's good. Shifley's good. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and Winnipeg hired old Rick Bonus, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I love stars. Rick Bonus.
6: Sneaky good. Came to came to PPG. I went to the game. They, they were they look pretty solid on both sides of the of the puck. I mean they're pretty good. Um, I like the goaltending. You know, on Hallebuck. You know, so.
3: yeah, yeah, Hallebuck's been pretty good. I don't watch any Jets games. The only Jets news I get is from Jesse Pollock on Twitter. The biggest Jets fan in the world. <laughs> I follow the Stars, though, kind of close. Like, I'll watch their games if I don't have anything else. Like, if, if the Lightning or the Jacks aren't playing, I turn on the Stars. That's my next team. You um, like uh,
7: Rope Hens, He's pretty fun to watch. I, too. I do
3: like Rope Hints. I almost bought a Rope Hints jersey one time for 100 bucks because it was on sale, but I didn't. Uh, full, authentic, though. I should I, I have probably done it in Hamilton. Um, <laughs> I, I think one of the surprises for me is the Blues. Blues, you know? Yeah. Especially in a contract year for Ryan O'Reilly. He's he's just been bad. I I don't know what they're gonna do, because he's the captain. Like the the affli- like O'Reilly is the embodiment of the Blues. He brought him the cup. I mean, yep. come on, you you can't. He and Tarasenko. Rid- like that, how man. how do you get rid of that guy? And then Tarasenko's the same way. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you.
7: In Tarasenko's defense, he's had a huge injury history. Well, he wanted
2: out.
3: I, I and thinking.
7: that too, he's wanted out too.
3: I mean, forever. So I I, I think it's interesting. Um.
6: I think a team we need to focus on is the New Jersey Devils.
3: You want to go to the east now? I, I was going to finish in the west real right. quick. Nashville looks okay. I mean, you know, it's still kind of early to tell as we head towards the all-star break, but then the deadline comes up. I think you're going to see a lot of big moves this year. I think you might see Eric Carlson on the move. What Eric Carlson's been doing, he's at a point per game in pace paces out in San Jose playing on the blue line. He's revitalized his career. I mean, he's playing like he did when he played in Ottawa which caused San Jose to bring him in and now obviously everything's been torn down to the bricks out there in San Jose. Uh but the Kraken, hey. 59 points quick turnaround for them after last year. Vince Dunn. Vince
7: he's the real deal. I love Vince Dunn. I love him as a
3: blue. Uh, I am sure Luke Wiggs loved him as a blue. I know. <laughs> uh I know that's a fact. So I mean he's gone out there. I mean and the Maddie Beaners hasn't been bad. Oliver Bjorkstrand was great offseason pickup. They didn't have to give away much for. I'm surprised uh, you guys let him walk. They had to pay John Hockey, Alex. Oh, that... He was the cap casualty of that because nobody wanted Gus Nyquist. Trust me, I didn't want to trade Bjorkstrand either. Strand either. Okay? But, but you had to do it to get John Hockey. There's no doubt in my mind that you'd pick <laughs> John Hockey over Oliver. Mm. Really? John. No, Hockey. you're right. John oh, okay. Hockey. All right, all right. I, I was worried there for a second. Nah. Now, now, Zach Wierenski over Seth Jones, I'll have that conversation with you because it makes me go crazy. But that's stupid. All right, let's move on to these. You want to talk about Jack Hughes? John?
6: Yeah, Jack Hughes and just this—the youth at center. The oldest center on the Devils is 24 years old, and there's three of those. Just Jesper Volquist, he Nico sure. Hurt, he sure. Uh Jack Hughes is a nice 21 years old. Is that all? Michael McLeod.
3: First pick in the draft. Yep.
6: Yeah, it's it, it just the youth on this team and.
3: And they're right there with Carolina.
6: Yeah, absolutely.
3: And I think Carolina's the best team in the East, besides Boston. Yeah.
6: Oh, I agree. But I want to
7: say a quick thing that the Devils have something this season that they haven't had in a while, and that's good goaltending from a very unsurprising name, Vitek Vanacek. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I know they started with Kenzie Blackwood. Right behind him. He got hurt, but both of them have really stepped it up, and Devils have cooled off. remember in December they were just absolutely rolling, but – I remember a couple of years ago when PK went there and Jack Hughes, they said the Devils were winning the Cup and they were horrible and they were kind of laughable,
6: but now maybe they have a good shot. I mean, they got a great future ahead of them.
3: They, they really do. I mean, I mean it's, it's insane. hard to pick against Boston right now, 80 points. I mean, Boston is just... The The next closest team.
6: 66 points,
3: right? Right, 66 yeah. with Carolina, both the East. Yeah. 80? That's seven games in hand right now. <laughs>
6: Yeah. It, it's crazy. I mean, they have insane depth. I mean, there's just this. There's, there's not, not and enough. And they make
3: the coaching change. They fire Bruce Cassidy.
6: I, there's I He's
7: not doing too bad either out in no, Vegas. No, it's I, impressive. I, mean,
3: I, I think it was just a culture. And
6: Jim Montgomery's come in there and just created a culture for the yeah, Bruins. They it, have it great depth. Have done great, that in any of his other stuff. The goaltending like has been out of this world good with Allmark and Swayman together. I, I, I think the the Bruins are just. You can't say enough nice things about the and, Bruins.